keeping the barbarians from the gate. I got into the labor movement not because I, I wanted to, to negotiate wages. I got into the labor movement because I saw it as a vehicle to do massive social change to include the lots of people. Let's take these son of a out and give America back to America where we belong. Thank you very much. Thank you. As far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell. Welcome back into the show. This is the second hour of Your Defending Fathers with Trucker Randy Bishop here on the Patriot Voice Radio Network this hump day, Wednesday, April 6, 2022 edition. Joining us on the line right now is gubernatorial candidate Garrett Sedano running for the Republican nomination on August 2nd election, primary election ballot. Good morning, Garrett. Welcome on into the show. Good morning. Thanks for having us on, Trucker. Well, in full disclosure... I have personally endorsed Garrett Sedano for governor. I will be voting for him. So I wanted to make sure I got that at the top of this interview, Garrett, so everybody knows where I'm coming from. And on Saturday at that Trump rally, a lot of people were saying, Trucker, Trucker, where's Garrett? Where's Garrett? And I said, I think he had another uh, absolutely attend. He had to go to some other thing. I don't know what it was, but people were asking about you, brother. Oh, absolutely. And and that's one thing that uh, people are going to know about me is I'm always going to fall through with my commitments. And uh, several months back, I promised my kids that I would take one last family vacation um, down to the freedom state of Florida to visit our family. And uh, my wife's grandmother's 101st birthday um, was during a couple days ago. So we wanted to come down and surprise her. So Unfortunately, uh, I wanted to be there. Uh, my goodness gracious, I wanted to be there, but I had to follow through with the commitment to my to my family. That's for sure. Absolutely. I know somebody had said, too, they thought you had an, a wedding that you had to attend. So we just wanted to clear the air and let everybody know right up front where you were on Saturday. Now, one thing that I want to talk to you about is Craig Mauger from the Detroit News came out after talking to a bunch of these other candidates that are running. And there's a signature petition deadline coming up on April 19th at four o'clock minimum bare minimum of 15,000 usually like you did over 20,000 signatures to be able to get on the ballot to be an actual candidate for governor and um, I wanted to ask you a question because you turned your signatures in I believe on January 19th you were the first one to do it correct now Garrett we've been told secretary of state I called the bureau of elections People can only sign one petition for one candidate. They can't sign for more than one. Is that what you've been told? Is that what you understand? Yeah, that's also correct. You can only sign one uh, ballot petition um, for one candidate. Now, being that you got yours turned in first, they obviously were all dated prior to January the 19th. What happens if these other candidates secure a signature from one of the people that signed your nominating petition does that cancel out that candidates or does it cancel out their signature on your list as well 
I believe that it cancels out that signature on that ballot. Um, I don't know if it cancels out both of them, um, but that would be a great question. And that's one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we came well over the uh, 15,000 that is required just in case that happened. And we're still collecting to this day just just to have even more. Okay. Now, the other question is, and this is the 100,000-hour question, being that you're the first one, are you going to challenge any of the other candidates if they squeak in there with 15,012 are you going to challenge those signatures to see if they are in fact got the minimum required well i'm going to have to talk to my team about that strategically if somebody just comes in just well over 15,000 i think it's only fair that you do challenge it to make sure that they're legit um but we haven't made that decision as of right now Okay, very good, because I know it's happened in the past in other races I was involved in, and um, one of the candidates actually got removed uh, from the race because he didn't have enough signatures to qualify, and uh, that was a few years back, but it does happen, and you got to you know, basically use the best strategy when you're competing for something this important. You know, you're exactly right, and that's why we're going to use every every opportunity to win this thing. We're, we're pulling out all the punches um, to make sure that we are the viable candidate that gets in here and uh, goes after Governor Whitmer, that's for sure. Well, I don't want to talk about polls except for a couple, and it's, it appears that Craig's numbers are dropping. Perry Johnson spending all kinds of money on TV. His numbers are going up, but you're right there in the running as well. Yeah, I mean, we were polling only around 5% several months ago, and now we're in the mid-teens. Um, I saw in one poll that we're at like 16, another poll we're at 14. So yep. we're exactly where we need to be. Um, I mean, if you look back when Craig announced, he yep. had such great name recognition that he was polling uh, around 60% almost. And so uh, we knocked him all the way down to 32 33%, and he continues just to uh, run from the basement. Yep. We're going to hold you over through a short break. I'm Tucker Randy Bishop. He's Garrett Sedano. We'll be right back. Hell yeah, Randy. Your show affects the people and what they think. If they listen to you, they, they, it really affects you. They hear all that's going on. It should be syndicated statewide. You should have it everywhere. You never hear this anywhere else. If you listen to our show like Bill does online at yourdefendingfathers.com or on the TuneIn app on your cell phone, call your local radio station and tell them to carry Your Defending Fathers with Trucker Randy today. Curtis Gunsmith in Petoskey wants to ask you a question. Have you exercised your Second Amendment rights lately? Well, if you haven't, get on over to Curtis Gunsmith in Petoskey and talk to the old gun doctor about purchasing your next firearm, whether that be a concealed carry firearm or maybe an AR-15, perhaps an AK-47, or even just an old lever action. The gun doctor also works on every kind of firearm except maybe an Abrams tank. So you know your baby's in good hands. Curtis Gunsmith him. Call 231-838-5571. Hey 
Hey, everybody, welcome back into the show. Second segment, hour number two, staying over through the short break. Governor candidate Garrett Sedano is on the line with us. Garrett, as you're traveling across the state of Michigan, you're holding a lot of rallies. We're seeing you talking with a lot of people. Uh, The rooms are packed. You're taking questions. You're interacting with the folks. What is the number one issue or the number one and two issues, if you will? What are you hearing feedback from the people as you're out there traveling across the state of Michigan? Well, number one, obviously, is the economy and inflation. Um, that's what every everybody's talking about right now. And unfortunately, you know, the state of Michigan, we're in a hole right now. And that's why we need some foresight to bring us out of this, because it's going to get worse, Trucker. And, you know, I'm, I'm reading everything that I can right now on how to get a state out of a recession or a depression, because that is where we're heading right now. You can't do what the federal government has been doing right now. Um, and not have repercussions with it. So we are getting plans together um, to start a business revolution. That's what we need in the state of Michigan. There is a mass exodus of people leaving even before the pandemic. Um, and we need to get these businesses and these jobs back. And so that's why I'm the candidate to bring some foresight. And as a business owner, I know what it takes um, to to build something from nothing. And that's what we need in the type of leadership that we need in the state. Now, uh, up here in northern Michigan, and I know in West Michigan, a lot of people are asking a very serious question. And I get this all the time when I'm out speaking in different events and talking with people. People on the Republican side still feel like something happened on November 3rd, 2020. And they're like, you know, Trucker, I'm not even enthused or excited about voting this year because for some reason I just don't trust these machines. It's not the clerks. It's not, you know, that they did anything wrong, but we're using the same equipment that we used on November 3rd, 2020. And it's like, do I know my, my vote even counted? Do, do, do I trust these machines heading in 2022? What would you say to those people that are feeling that way? And trucker, I hear the same thing. And that's what's so gosh darn scary. We need people to come out and vote. And I understand um, that's why we all wanted the full forensic audit. And one of the things that I always talk about, especially on the road, is, look, you know, you just take the, the 2020 election out of it. You know, obviously, we all want it for that reason. But if you just take that out of the equation, we always should audit things to make sure that we're making these systems better. And that's one of the things that we must continue to do is we have to audit a lot of things. But we have to get people out to vote because if you stay home, that's another vote for Governor Whitmer. And one thing that I want to tell everybody out there is I am helping all these grassroots organizations, even the Michigan GOP right now, recruit licensed election inspectors. You know, this is not a poll watcher. These are actually licensed election inspectors. And they've taken or taken, excuse me, the playbook from Virginia. And I want to let everybody know Virginia was using Dominion and it that was a blue state that turned red. And the reason that they won is because people got involved in the election process. And that's why we need people to get off the stands. We need people to get off the sidelines become a licensed election inspector. And I'm helping um, all of these organizations recruit 5,000. And we're going to activate these people and we're going to get them into the, you know, the corrupt counties like Wayne and stuff to make sure that we get a, a fair and honest election. And I this is my vow to the state of Michigan for everyone's listening right now. We're going to fix the elections once we get in. Um, the legislature actually did their job. And, Trucker, you and I talked about this on your last time on when you had us on the show that they have uh, basically written what oh, you said over 30 bills. Thirty nine. Uh, 
39 bills to fix our yep. elections and Governor Whitmer's vetoed every single one. So, folks, our elections are going to get fixed, but we have to win this one and you have to get involved and you have to get involved at the local level and you have to become a licensed election inspector. And so that's what I'm doing right now um, is trying to recruit a, an army of licensed election inspectors. Got a couple of text messages listening to our interview with Garrett Sedano this morning. Dave up in Petoskey, he says, could you ask Garrett if he's had a chance to look at the inflation as to what it's going to cost for road repairs? Um, Snyder said that uh, $4 billion a year was necessary to fix our infrastructure. If that's true, we're way far behind. Uh, pieces are still falling off of the overpasses in some areas of rural Michigan. Um, is there a plan for your um, budget that you're looking at as far as things like roads and bridges and things like that? Are we going to have to deal with inflation on those budgets? And, and how do you actually go about calculating all that? Well, you have to. I mean, that's that's the hardest part, right? Because unfortunately, our Republican-led legislature um, have raised our budget over the last three years, I think by 31 to 33 percent. And now we have inflation on top of that. And so this is going to hurt us all. But we have to make sure that we're bringing some common sense solutions. And that's the thing with the roads. It, it just seems like they degrade, what, every several years, don't they, trucker? I mean, yeah, they don't five to fixed. seven. They don't they don't stay fixed for long. And that's and that's not uh, doing what's right for the long haul, because, you know, even driving down to Florida this time, um, even feeling that in the gas pumps, um, the prices of uh, gas that's gone through the roof. I mean, it cost me double than what it used to to just travel down to Florida. But you know what? Right when you cross the border into these other states, uh, yeah. their roads are great. And and it's right when you go into Michigan, the roads are all just beat up. And when you travel through Detroit, my goodness gracious, it's like traveling through Fallujah or Baghdad during yeah. the war. I mean, there's yeah. potholes everywhere. So we have to bring some long-term um, common sense solutions to these roads. They should not be degrading because I think there is uh, there is a, a problem in the initial um, infrastructure of not investing into long-term solutions. Well, Patrick Kolbeck um, and Dave Ajima, who used to be the chair of transportation, they said that they've looked at Oregon. They've looked at even states like Minnesota. Um, they said there's rubberized asphalt. They take tires and they grind them up. It's got rubber and steel belts in them, and that's the way they put it into the asphalt, and it actually makes the asphalt somewhat flexible and reinforced last 20 to 30 years instead of five to seven. So MDOT has a job to go back and do every five to seven years. So it, 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 you're right. There's better solutions that they're just not looking at. Uh, Steve wanted to confirm again up in Gatesville he said uh, that Garrett Sedano, short answer for you on this one, totally supports Michigan becoming a constitutional carry state. 100% correct. Absolutely, I support constitutional carry, and we're going to get it done. Okay. The other things that people are looking at, still car insurance. Uh, they, they passed this package. Many called it a backroom deal with Lee Chatfield, Speaker of the House, Mike Shirky, Senate Majority Leader, the Governor, Blue Cross Blue Shield, 1-800-CALL-SAM, the Bernstein guy was there, and uh, Mayor Mike Duggan from Detroit. And Garrett, I don't. has your car insurance gone down? Mine hasn't. No, no it has not. And, and that's one thing that, again, folks, we are all done with these Silver Spoon politicians. We are done with these elitists. We are done with these backroom deals. And that's why we're such a threat to the establishment in Lansing because we are going to bring truth and transparency and we're going to open the books. 
And the thing with car insurance too, like I, if there's any way for me to put money back in the Michiganders pockets, we're going to figure out a way to do it. And we have to do that by doing this, by attracting jobs back to the state of Michigan. Cause folks, we need tax revenue. The more people that are leaving the state, the more jobs that are leaving the state, the state that's tax revenue also leaving the state. And we are going to be in a hole. Governor Whitmer is acting like a moderate Republican right now with all this COVID relief money. And she's trying to undo all the damage that she has done to all of us over the past two years. And when that money runs out, guess what? There there still has to be tax revenue. And unfortunately, it's leaving the state. And so what are they going to do? They're going to tax you even more. And so that is why this next election is so critical to not only to beat Governor Whitmer, but to start bringing some common sense, long term solutions to the state of Michigan. And folks, I'm telling you right now, we need to start investing into our energy infrastructure. That is on the horizon. When they plug in our whole automobile fleet by 2030 to 2050, how are they going to power those cars? How are they going to power anything? It's not with solar and wind. We have to start investing into some long-term energy-dense solutions. Absolutely. Well, in order to compete with other states to get those jobs and those companies to come back here, cut the car insurance in half, lower the electric rates, get uh, rid of our state income tax and the corporate income tax so we can compete with Tennessee, Florida, and Texas. You get aggressive on cutting the budget to offset those tax cuts, and they'll say, wait a minute, Michigan's already a right-to-work state. They just lowered their car insurance rates for the folks. They got cheaper electric rates because we opened up and got rid of the monopoly that DT and Consumer Energy has. These are all things, Garrett, that you're totally open to, and your team's actually working on these policies. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's common sense when you say it. And it's so good to hear you even mention that because a lot of people aren't talking about this. And that's one thing that we have to start bringing to the equation here, some foresight, some common sense and some foresight of what's coming. And so we need normal people now. We need ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And we have to get people involved at all levels. And we have to fit, flip this mentality that's being conditioned into our kids right now that the federal and state governments have all the power. Folks, it's wrong. The local, the township, the counties, you have all the power. We have to continue to inspire and activate what I feel is Michigan's greatest asset. And that is the people to get things done, to have Absolutely. open conversation. And that's yep. what we're going to bring to the table, folks. Garrett, how do people uh, volunteer to get involved, to put up signs and knock on doors and make phone calls? How do they donate? What's the best way for folks to connect with your campaign? The best way is to go on our website, Garrett, and that's two R's, two T's, Garrett for Michigan, F-O-R, GarrettForMichigan.com, and you can go there, and we can activate you to be a volunteer. Obviously, we're continually building our war chest because you said it earlier, Trucker. Perry just threw, what, I think $3 million of his own money into this race, and it had an effect on the polls. And that's why I've been very uh, outspoken on fundraising. And if you take two of the self-funders out and James Craig, our campaign has outraised everyone else that's in this race combined. And 96% of that has come from within the state of Michigan. And 96% of our well over $1.6 million that we have raised is under the amount of $200. What does that tell you? That's grassroots, baby. So we must continue to fundraise. We must continue to add to our war chest so we can take on Governor Whitmer because she has an unbelievable amount of money right now. And that's one thing that we have learned over the past two years if you tell a lie long enough, people start to believe it. And that's how important fundraising is. So we need 
every every penny that anybody can donate. I don't care if it's five dollars, ten dollars. It adds up to be big amounts when you have over fifty thousand people donating, Drucker. Yeah. Well, and again, like you said, if people donate five or ten bucks. You know darn well now they're vested in your campaign, and you know they're going to vote for you on August 2nd. I mean, it's not that you're paying attention to trying to get $1,000 donors. You want people vested in your campaign. Absolutely. And the only endorsements, you know, obviously I I want the Trump endorsement. There's no doubt about that. But the only endorsements that I really care, care about is the people's endorsement when they come out and vote in the primary on August 2nd. That's where it matters the most. So, you know, the most humbling part about this, because you're right, every five dollars, every ten dollars, it adds up to be big amounts. But we are one of our events in northeast Michigan and a woman came up to me and she's like, Garrett, I have no money. And I said, that's okay. And she's like, nope, let me finish. (laughs) And she's like, I'm a monthly member and I donate $20 a month by collecting cans. That's Hmm. how she's donating to our campaign trucker and talking about ripping my heart out and throwing it on the ground. You teared up when she told you that. I guarantee it. I did because I, I come, I, I come from, I know what that feels like. Right. You know, I know exactly what that $20 means to her. I mean, that's been yep. on the table. Yes. You know, I've been there. And so yep. it's, it's very humbling. And I, I wear those, those bricks in my backpack of responsibility. That's for sure. Well, we appreciate you setting up this Northwest Michigan tour this Saturday. You're starting in the morning there at Traverse City. Then in the afternoon, you're going to Charlevoix Public Library. And then you're going to go have dinner with the folks at J.W. Fillmore's on 131 there in Petoskey from 6 to 8. And uh, we appreciate you coming up into our area. People can meet you again, Traverse City in the morning. Charlevoix, I believe, about 2 o'clock at the Public Library and then 6 to 8 at J.W. Fillmore's. So thanks for coming up. And, and spending some time with us hicks in the sticks north of 46 yeah. hey i appreciate the time trucker and i look forward to talking to everyone up there that's for sure all right man stay safe on the campaign trail you have our prayers brother thank you god bless you god bless you i'm trucker randy bishop we're going to take a bomb the hour hard news break that's garrett for michigan f-o-r michigan.com check it out sign up volunteer and donate We'll be right back.